What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. On this episode of the TSK Show, Tyler and I will preview Week 5 in the NFL with the TSK Show Power Rankings and our Picks of the Week. All right, let's start the show. What's going on, TP? How you doing, man? You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little different today. Sober October has officially started. Yep, day one for you. Uh, day I'm, one for me. I'm not partaking because uh, I wasn't I wasn't told about it. This is the first. But, this is the first I've tried. Um, trying to uh, emulate my my podcast counter uh, counterpart. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yep, yep. So my man Joe Rogan's doing it. I'm gonna hop in on it, see how it goes. Well, uh, so I'm so I'm coming in here clear minded. There's no. There's gonna be no uh, no emotional decisions here. Yeah, so uh, I mean I'm with you all the way, supporting you, but uh, I will definitely yeah. not be partaking. <laughs> I will enjoy this uh, this October. Lucky, lucky man. Uh, but it is also rivalry week. We got a, a big matchup coming Which, up. Sobriety and rivalry week aren't necessarily the best pair, but no. We're going to make it work. No. We got a big time Thursday matchup with the Rams and Seahawks, which we'll get into in a little bit. But first, let's start, obviously, with the TSK Show Power Rankings. Yes, so, sir. Tyler, why don't you take it away? Start us off with number 10. Yeah, number 10, as always, draws a lot of uh, push and pull. I, I'm always like trying to figure out who's the last team we get in there. Always, it always comes down to the I'm last minute for you. Yep, I'm going to stay, stay on my ground and keep it the same as I had written down before I got here. Uh, and that's the Baltimore Ravens at two and two. That's fair. Um, they're probably you know a little. I haven't. I didn't actually check the. Typically, I check like the media's rankings. I didn't see any this week, but I'm sure they're a little lower just because it's so early in the season. There's a lot of three and one teams and even a couple undefeated teams still. Um, but I just like their mix of offense. Uh, their mix of offense and defense with a downhill running style, of Mark Ingram and. That allowing Lamar to get the edge, um, and in doing so, they'll score a lot of points and hold on to the ball, which we know makes the defense's life a lot easier. Um, that franchise has kind of hung its hat on the defense in, in the past, and uh, I don't think that they're that kind of defense, but uh, I think because of Lamar Jackson and Mark, Mark Ingram, they're, they're a problem. And Mark Ingram is like, the perfect back for Lamar Jackson. It's it's not the same talent level, but it's the same scheme as when Russell and Marshawn played. I mean, when you know that running backs going north and south, like Mark Ingram and Marshawn Lynch did, the the edge guys have to collapse, and that just allows people like Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson to get onto the corner, get onto the edge, and and do what makes them special. Yeah, and I also think what's big for them is 
their division is wide open for the first time in probably 10, 15 years. Yeah, well, yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is definitely, like, not Pittsburgh. They're, uh, they're kind of having an identity crisis as of right now, I would yeah. say. Um, and it, it's, like, a different wide open because in years past, I feel like there was, like, all three teams were really good, excluding the Browns. Like, yeah. The Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers the last 10, 15 years have always been, like, playoff caliber teams. Uh, but now they're all kind of flirting with bubble team stats. Right. But, yeah, it's definitely the year um, Baltimore can take it. And my boy E.T. is out there playing. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm caught, really, he caught a little flack, though, uh, over the weekend for pulling up on that Nick Chubb run, though, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that that's going to happen. I mean, I just it's not what you want to see. But he's not 23 years old anymore. It's fair. He's, Fair criticism. He's got, yeah, I mean, he's got things on his mind, so I think, which is never really what you want. But that's also why I, you know, this is a whole other subject, but I also believe in young players make great defenses just because of that kind of like no fear. Yeah, they're going balls to the wall. Balls to the wall, lots of energy. Whereas defensive uh, veterans are playing more with their mind, it's cerebral. So, yeah. Um, I like the Ravens moving forward. Um, at number nine, this is a team I don't necessarily like, but I'm going to give them their props and their credit. Uh, that's the Chicago Bears, um, three and one, I believe. Yes, they're three and one. Three and one. Um, obviously, you know the big name, Khalil Mack, on the defensive side of the ball, but they've really like kind of rounded out that defense. Roquan Smith has turned into a stud. Eddie Jackson's great. Um, they're solid. I mean, their defense is one of the best in the league. So it's like if if Mitchell Trubisky can get any sort of production and just hold on to the ball as long as possible and not turn it over um they're going to be a playoff team they're going to be, i think they're going to be in the hunt for the wild card i don't know if i see them in the wild card but as of right now i think um they probably get in yeah no interestingly enough that you brought up roquan smith he's on my fantasy team in the tsk show league and there was some news that popped up today that he's actually leaving the team uh due to some personal issues i don't know matt Head coach Matt Nagy didn't specify anything, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens yeah. with that. But either way, I mean, I got no problem with the Bears being in the number nine spot. Yeah, um, they're tenacious on defense. Trubisky was doing well. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he did get hurt, so he he might miss some time. But I think that defense is good enough to carry that team. Yeah, he's like a middle of the road guy right now. Like he he can lose them games. Um, because they're a defensive team, uh, and he doesn't have to do much to win a game. Right. Uh, I I think that their their weakness is skilled positions, but when you have like a, if you if you have a quarterback that takes care of the football, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got the Bears at number nine, still hanging in there at the top ten. This is another team that's probably this is this is the opposite of the Bears though. This is a team I do like, but. Their play so far this season, I think, is kind of flirting with identity crisis, and that's Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they're two and two, I believe. Yeah, so two they're, and two. Uh, you know, not not the three and one, four and zero oh type of record that you see in the top ten. But uh, I know what this team can do. You know, I know that they're just like built for the long run. They're built for the grind of the season. Um, Jordan Howard's looking good. Alshon Jeffries looking good. If they can keep their wide receivers on the field. Yeah, that's that's uh, their biggest issue is health. Their health is their biggest issue, but it's early in the season, so that to me means they're going to get healthy at the right time. 
Um, great coaching, great defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're just a well-built, all-around good football team. Um, so they're going to hang in my top ten for now just because I think that they can, they're still going to get close to a 10-1 mark, even at 2-2. Two and two. Um, and then moving up to number seven, I got the I got my squad, my home team, uh, Seattle Seahawks at three and one. Uh, took an ass whooping from New Orleans that I thought uh, I didn't think they were going to take just because I thought you know Teddy Teddy flying to Seattle would be a tough matchup for yeah. him. Um, but in fact, it turned out to be a tough matchup for us. I think that the only film the Saints have given in the last ten years is Drew Brees playing quarterback. So. Prepping for a team, that's like my excuse for now, is that we weren't <laughs> prepped right. Um, but we had no business losing that game. If we lost that game, I don't believe the Saints won that game. I believe we were just not ready to go. Maybe came in, you know, feeling a little too good about it. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I think at the end of the day, the Seahawks, they're going to be in the mix coming out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. I think they definitely have a chance to make the playoffs with that, everything I just said prior to that. And... The NFC West, it's it's no joke, it's, it's man. It's as dominant as it always is. We're, you know, they had the one, they had like the two years where it was a it was a doormat. Um, but man, the, the NFC West has just always to me been a, a class of the NFL. Yeah, and people people may call it biased on our opinions, but I mean we see it every week. Yeah, I mean you know our top three teams got nine wins in the first three weeks, so it's like. We've got three and one, three. You're th- three and one, right? Yeah. Three and Rams one, three, three and one, one, three and zero. Oh. Uh, off top, I don't know what Arizona's record is. Uh, they're o two and one. That's right. They're o three and one now. I was gonna say I don't think they've won a game. They're o three and one. So now. it's like, but they're but they're moving in the right direction. They've, they have you know, a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. They've got a rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, exactly. So that's so they're like moving in the right direction. But uh, Seattle, you know. Um, they just have to work on consistency. They're they're young. They're a bunch of guys that haven't played together, um, and so they have good leadership. They have talent, and they have depth. They have all DK Metcalf's looking pretty good for them too. Yeah, and it's you know he's getting a great opportunity to play with, when you have you know all these these young players on the team. I mean, we we started the year with three rookie wideouts. We just recently cut one. Um, it's like, you know, the, you're going to get reps when that's the case. He's he's arguably our best outside wide receiver right now. Um, and then, you know, Russell and Bobby, I think that they could just do enough. And, you know, this defense just looks like the defense that we won the Super Bowl runs with in the sense that it's not necessarily a, guy, a bunch of names you know, but there are guys, guys we drafted, guys we're bringing up. And we added a couple key names like Jadavion Clowney. Ziggy Huge onside. pick six for Jadavion Clowney on Sunday. And that just shows kind of the freaky nature of things that he can do. Uh, Ziggy onside's back. That's a big one that kind of doesn't get talked about. So it's like, you know, adding those couple veterans, having all those rookies, um, that's how Pete Carroll runs a good football team. He needs energy. He needs competition. So I like Seattle at seven right now, and I, I look for them to move their way up the, move their way up the ladder. Um, especially this team ahead of them at six, the Packers. Um, I definitely think that the Seahawks are more talented. I just think that Rodgers is Rodgers right now. Yeah. And he's going to win games just by himself. Packers Packers really don't look that great, but I just feel insanely confident in the fact that Aaron is running the show. Um, you know, rookie head coach again with Matt LaFleur. I think he's got a lot more control of play calls in the huddle. I think he's got a lot more controls of 
audibles on the line of scrimmage, and ultimately I think he's the best player in the NFL, so I think that that's going to just, you know, Milwaukee Bucks. You know what I mean? It's just like, just Giannis off the top is going to get you. Taking that next step. Well, it's just like when you have such a dominant one man. I got you now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Bucks take away Giannis, it's a bottom two team, bottom three team. Take Roger away from the Packers, it's a bottom three team. But with those, just one, that one guy, they're a top ten team. Right. Having a player of that caliber just putting you over the edge above everybody else. Yeah, I get you. And Devontae Adams came out and had his coming out party last week, so... Um, he was he was kind of the slow to start guy. Aaron Jones looks solid too. Aaron Jones is solid. I like Aaron Jones. So um, we got AA Ron Jones and AA Ron Rogers. So, <laughs> um, we're gonna move to the top five. This is yeah, let's I, do it. This is I'm gonna start out with uh, a team that I actually am like really upset that they're in the top five because I don't want them to be. But I'm gonna give them the credit they deserve. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. They've been killing it because they're fucking scary. I don't want to play the Dallas Cowboys. They knocked my Seahawks out of the playoffs last year. Uh, Zeke is um, probably the best ball carrier in the league right today, just because Saquon's injured. Um, but I, I mean, he's like right there as you know, arguably one of the best players in the NFL. We know what their line is. Uh, we know Dak Prescott, who my quote on Dak Prescott is he's great until he's supposed to be great. I think that that just sums him up perfectly is he's great until you need him to be great. Uh, I think he's got a couple steps to take, although he plays really well. Um, but the defense is why I've, I've, they held, they held, uh, who, who, what was it? Was it the Saints that they played last week? Did they hold it? They just held the 12 points. Yeah. It was well, they lost to the Saints, but yeah, they yeah it was twelve to ten. It was their one loss, and yeah. they, they held the they held the Saints to four field goals. Yeah, um, so it's like I think on most days they get more than ten points out of their offense. So that was a really that was a really big time showing for them. I think. Well, I mean, and they and they were facing a tough defense in New Orleans as well. Consistent, consistently getting stops and buckling down and not allowing touchdowns and allowing field goals is like. I think that they're, you know, they're inching towards a Super Bowl caliber defense now. Um, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are two, two of the best. Um, that's one of the best linebacker duels. They got uh, Antoine Woods from Taft High School here in the Valley, too. There it is. Shout out the Valley guys. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, Dallas at number five right now, I think that they're a Super Bowl threat, um, which I hate because I wouldn't, it would, I think it mostly bugs me because of Dak. I'm not a Dak guy. <laughs> So, like, I would hate to give Dak the credit of a, of a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, but the rest of the team's ready to roll. Yeah, and like you like you said, as a Seahawks fan, for myself as a Rams fan, I don't want to see the Cowboys right now uh, the way the Rams yeah, have been playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And, and um, the other thing I, I dislike about the Cowboys, I forget, I always marry these two together, so I'm not a Dak fan, and I'm not a Jason Garrett fan. But my boy is calling the plays. Yeah. Kellen Moore, Rosser Washington. Killing it. Killing uh, it. Killer Kellen. Killer Kellen. Killer Kellen, dude. I mean, that. so I guess I'm kind of talking my way into supporting Dak, supporting <laughs> Jason Garrett because they support my boy. Um, well, they prop your boy up. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, they gave him the job. I think it was they originally made his title like uh, offensive coordinator of the passing game but not actually calling the plays. And now yeah. he's just fully, full-blown calling plays. Yeah. Um, no, he's done an incredible job for them this season. 
So I'm ready for that. If 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 I gotta watch the Cowboys lose up with a Lombardi Trophy, I better get to see my boy get his hands on it. And I'm and I'm ready to see the specials on him when they start. You know the pregame specials like this young offense coordinator. I'm ready to watch that. Um, but moving on into the top four, this is what I would like to call my core four. Uh, I think that these four teams specifically. I've spent more time in the top 10 than any other franchises since we've been doing the TSK show. I would say this is our third NFL season. These four have been in the top 10 damn near every week. Yeah. Um, so at number four, I'm going to start with the Rams. Why well, I'm going to start with the Rams and not the Saints, because I think that there's a lot of good arguments to place a backup quarterback-led Saints. Um, behind the Rams. Behind the Rams. But uh, I just am really concerned and – you know, I beat this with the, you know, I beat this death in the preseason. But it's like Todd Gurley, man. I, I just the way Sean McVay runs his offense. Um, I think that they really, really need Todd Gurley's production to make everything fit well. I think you don't give a fuck about Bob Woods. You don't care about Cooper Cup. You let Brandon Cooks run over the top because you have to worry about that dude in the backfield. And that makes, Rob, I mean, Robert Woods, it changes him from being a number two guy to a number one guy. You know, it makes Brandon Cooks go from like a number, like instead of having to play him as your number one guy where he's not as effective, you get to throw him in the slot and have him take the top off the defense. Same as Cooper Cup. Um, and then Jared Goff can be more of Jared Goff. He turns the ball over. Which is not necessarily the, it is like most people will say it's the end all be all. But I don't. Brett Favre was the all time leader in interceptions. Brett Favre and Peyton Manning both, I mean, Peyton Manning toned it down a little bit in the end of his career. But Brett Favre, exactly the exact name I was going to bring up. I'm not a, I'm not that guy that's like, I like a quarterback that throws four touchdowns and two picks. He's a gunslinger. Because, yeah, he's, because he's getting it done. Um, And then the other, you know, other than Gurley setting up the entire offense. What does a good run game do? It sets up your defense, and I think that their defense is a little older than it was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. And I think that they tried to buy a defense. Whereas, like, their offense is their guys. I mean, they drafted Gurley. They drafted Goff. You know what I mean? Bob Woods is from L.A. He came here to come home. Um, I, th- I think that, the, you know, those are Sean McVay's guys where it's like they tried to buy a defense. This is not Clay, Math- this is not Clay Matthews from 2010. He's this is leading it. the team in sacks, though. But that's is that good? Or is it, that? It, I mean, Aaron Donald. Good. Aaron Donald's getting double, triple teamed every time, and he's still got which two is, and a half sacks. What, which, which is what you want. That's exactly what you want a D tackle to do: is absorb blocks. Yeah. Because then your linebackers are allowed to run freely. Right. Um, that's the whole concept. So it's working for Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I think that they're a good defense talent. This is the number four team. Like, I'm not talking about my number 17 team, right. my number 20 team. This is, we're, we're nitpicking because we're talking about the top-end teams. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl. What concerns me is their defense is just doesn't look like it's like a unit. I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe I'm just not seeing it, but it's like, you know, I see a lot of big names. Yeah, no, I don't see a lot of Rams. But on offense, I see a lot of Rams. And yeah. The big names are because they've, like, become big. Um, but I think they became big as a Ram. Right. Um, so that's kind of like why I, I'm going to put them behind is, uh, you know, I got to see them it's, adjust. It's They've tough for the them. Rams. They have to adjust. Todd Gurley is not going to be Todd Gurley ever again. Not the same guy. 
No. He's extremely productive. So but I think... He's still good, and he can still run the ball. But are other teams looking in the backfield and being like, we're not letting this guy beat us. We'll let all these guys beat us. I think, though, that Sean McVay and the Rams have him on a good program. He's getting about two-thirds of the, the reps in yeah, terms of the run game. Yeah, but it's not about but it's about the Rams. You know what I mean? Like... But I think it's, it's preserving him for the end where he, yeah. at the end of the season and in the playoffs, he's going to get 100% of those. Yeah, but if he's a, you know, if he just is the workhorse at the end, it's going to be tough. But also, I think another issue for the Rams, and it's the reason why they lost uh, against the Bucks over the weekend, and the Bucks really just punched him in the mouth straight up to, to come out of the gate, and they didn't really know what to do. But Jared Goff and the offense, they're not hitting – like, Jared Goff's not hitting his targets the same way he was hitting them last season. He's missing Brandon Cooks deep and long down the field. He's, he's not there yet. He's not a, He's not there yet. He's not this, like, these guys come into their own and the game starts slowing down at, like, 28, 29, 30. That's when you see people like Rodgers, Breeze, Manning. Those guys took over the league at that point. For time. sure, for he sure. He has been the product of a good system, and he has the ability to be a great quarterback. Um, but it's more on him now. It's oh, not yeah. before it wasn't not as much on him. He could he could get away with a lot. Well, more. it's put up or shut up for him because he got paid this off season. And, and he and rightfully so. I mean, he's the right guy. He's good. It's just that now he has to take a step. He has to be the one. He has to be the guy that they look in the backfield and say. We can't let this guy beat us. We are going to make you run the ball. Yeah. Now, before it was like, we are going to make you throw the ball, and they threw the ball, and they crushed it. Yeah, and, and one thing we we also haven't mentioned with the Rams, their offensive line is not what it was uh, last year. Jerry Goff is not getting the same I protection. Think, I think it all goes back to, to, to the guy, man, um, to Todd Gurley, because you saw how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars were last year. And you go back two years ago when they were Saxonville. A good running game can make a quarterback's life easier. It gets it gets wide receivers more open. It gives defenses time to relax. You know what I mean? You, you start seeing it just like the trickle-down effect, um, the ripple effect of it all. And, and uh, that's – I still think that they're a Super Bowl threat. I just think that they're, you know, they're fourth right now. I yeah, it's, it's going to be a much tougher road than last year. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're getting more and more film on these guys. And, listen, Sean McVay, he's a product of the best running game minds there ever were. I mean, Mike Shanahan and Gary Kubiak basically invented zone running, which is exactly what everyone does in the NFL. Yeah. Everyone's on blocks now. Terrell Davis, and then you had all of those, like, no-name running backs running for thousands of yards in Denver. And then you had Arian Foster. All that shit is the same – the same shit that McVay is doing now, he just added his flair to it. You know, he's running purely out of the wide, three wide receiver set. He's running more on the edge. He's got his jet sweep in there. It's a different flavor, but it's the same shit. Yeah. So it's like if you really want to dig deep underneath the Rams, that's where I think you find his Todd Gurley. That's who's staring you in the face. Um, but enough on the Rams. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to my number three team who I was just comparing them to is the New Orleans Saints with a backup quarterback. And Teddy Bridgewater, um, I think Teddy can play. I think that they've they've shown why you can't ignore the backup quarterback position. There's a reason he's the highest paid backup quarterback. Exactly, and and uh, 
um, you know, Sean Payton I believe in, that defense I believe in, and then they've got one of those bell cow runners and Alvin Kamara. They've got a legit number one receiver in Michael Thomas. So that means two guys have the entire defense's attention. Teddy's got any he's got three other guys that are not being guarded. You know what I mean? And and the and the rush is not as effective with Kamara. Yeah, and the Saints offense has always been about spreading the ball around. Exactly. Exactly. And that's Sean Payton, you know. Uh, so I like the Saints moving forward to survive this without Drew Brees. Now, if Drew Brees comes back and isn't necessarily the same, like is there something wrong, that's like when you want to be concerned. But as of right now, I'm not necessarily that concerned. Yeah, and being, and being able to squeeze out two victories in a row against the Seahawks and the Cowboys, two big-time NFC opponents. Teams they had to, had to yeah, beat. they had to beat them. Yeah, and so big uh, time. Yes, so I got. I, I'm going to keep them in the top three, even with the backup quarterback, just because I think that they a have a good backup quarterback, and b their team is is solid even without Breeze, and which is why I had them as my favorite out of the NFC with Breeze. Yeah. Um, and then coming in at number two, um, we got Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone knows the story here. No argument for me. Patrick, my homeboy. <laughs> uh, my guy. Still killing the, it. He he is he's flirting. He's on a projection that's like unlike no other. I mean, he's on projection to be the the Michael Jordan of the sport. I mean, he's on he's on pace to be the LeBron James of the sport. Um, he's on pace to beat Brady at everything. At everything. I mean, his numbers are dominating Brady. Oh. It's the wins that have to come, and the wins, the regular season wins are coming. So it's like his, his third year in the NFL, second year starting. He's he's crushing every record that's ever been made. He's his eyeball test is like unbelievable. Um, that defense needs to needs to tighten up. They've always been that's always been the case for them. Uh, and Andy Reid just wants to outscore people. So uh, I look for the Kansas City Chiefs to just outscore people when you know, 12 games and be in that AFC Championship game against Big Bro New England. Yeah, no doubt. And so leaving that leaving that with number one, uh, Big Bro up in New England, they, this could arguably be the best Patriots team I've ever seen. And I can't believe that I'm saying that at this point in time, at this point in Brady's career and Belichick's career and their tenure, like, this is a legitimate 16 and 0 contender, I think. It's I just don't see a weakness. They've completely crushed every opponent. It's unreal. When Bill Belichick, I mean, this is just shows you Bill Belichick's greatness. Like you can put Tom Brady to the side for a second, and you can see his his greatness and in the way that he he doesn't even have a defense coordinator. He's got a run. He game, doesn't need one. He's got a run game coordinator and a pass game coordinator. Uh, they're crushing people. I mean, their defense is just dominating right now. The the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots have two of the top five defenses in the league. And to pair a top five defense with a Rodgers and a Brady, it's just like... It's scary. It's scary. If, you know, like you can... It's the same thing as that dominant running back. Those two things paired up, it's just like... It's recipe for success. So, I like... I got, I got Patriots as the best team in the league, and I like them to... Uh, to get to the Super Bowl again this year. Even yeah. even through even through Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I, I can't say that I see you're going to be wrong in this. Yeah, it's just... You look at the offense. You look at the depth they have and all those skill positions. 
You know, losing Gronk just kind of opened up a different type of game. They're even having an identity crisis, but they're they're the difference between them is they're four and zero while they're having a defense. They're winning. They're winning games and figuring out who they are offensively. And but I think they're the only team that has the capability to do that because of Brady and Belichick. Because they know who they are at a bottom level, but they're figuring out details at this point. Like how are they going to win games? Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and so yeah, that's my top ten. I'll run mm-hmm. it back for you really quick. Uh, number one, I got the Patriots. So we're going Chiefs, Saints, Rams, Cowboys. To round out the top five, and then the back five, we're going to go Packers, Seahawks, Eagles, Bears, and the Ravens. Okay, and now, real quick, before we move on, I noticed no San Francisco 49ers in the top ten. No San Francisco. Uh, we no. were, like we usually do, two episodes during football season, but we're under a bit of a time constraint. So, we were going to do like a buy or sell segment in the other episode mm-hmm. with, the, with the rest of the undefeated teams. I'm assuming it's because you were you're selling on the, the 49ers. I am. I am. I'm selling on them. Yeah. Um, I'm I mean, not, they, they're I'm the not only ready to believe yet. Not that it, I know it's the Niners. I know it's kind of like the team that's easy to hate for Seahawks fans or NFC West fans in general. Um, but why I don't like them is I don't like the depth. I don't like the bit. I don't like their playmakers. Um, Jimmy G solid as a rock. I like Jimmy G, but I don't think he's some like. Messiah, I don't think he's some savior. There's still question marks uh, about Shanahan as well. Uh, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a Shanahan like Kyle Shanahan fan. Yeah. Um, the the I like their defensive line. That's like that's about it. I mean, really, it's like they've got a solid defensive line. They've invested a ton of ton of top picks there, um, but I don't. I just I don't like it. I mean, three and out doesn't mean much to me either. You know, they're, they yes, they are undefeated, and I think that's why they're getting a lot of love. But uh, who else was three and zero? It's fool's gold. Buff, it's Buffalo fool's gold. Was three and zero. Yeah, well, Buffalo was three and zero until they ran into the buzzsaw Patriots. Yeah, but I'm just saying they were. You know, they're. It's just I don't think at this this stage in the season your record tells you everything. Yeah. Um, so I look for them to miss the playoffs, and I ultimately look for them to be under eight wins. Yeah. No, I I would have to agree with you on that. They just don't see. I don't see anything that's like this is how they dominate the game. Yeah, there's nothing how, that pops this, out. This is how they win. This is what they do. This is their. This is who they are. I don't see it. They're not some bruising running team. They're not some arid out passing team. They're not some dominant defense. Uh, they don't have this these playmakers that you're afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's that's kind of my spiel on the on the Niners. All right. Well, moving on now. We uh like we do. Every week, we're going to make our picks of the week for week five in the NFL. I know we didn't make predictions for weeks three and four because we didn't have episodes those weeks, but going back to week two, what was your record that week, TP? Week t- week two was 9-7. and seven. Okay, so for the two weeks we've made picks, what is your total record? 18-14. and 14. Okay, so for week two, I went 13-3. and three. There it is. My total record for the two weeks we've done it is twenty-four and eight. That's pretty. That's pretty solid. I gotta look back at my picks and see what I was thinking. But there's also a bunch of teams like Buffalo, 49ers. Yeah, came out of nowhere. A lot of those teams are winning games. The tie threw us off. The tie. I would never pick any of those. Yeah. So all right, like I said at the top of the show, rivalry week, 
Big time matchup. Thursday night football. Short week. Los Angeles Rams traveling up to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks. A top 10 matchup in the TSK Show Power Rankings. Yes, sir. The number four team, the Rams, against the seven team, the Seahawks. These are two teams that I think the whole country likes to watch. I don't think that this is a... Oh, this is prime time. This is not a homer segment, um, even though these are our teams. Probably this is prime time NFC matchup. Yeah, I think this is right there with NFC East matchups. He was right there with Packers and the Bears. You know what I mean? I think that this is there. This is arguably the greatest primetime game we've had this season. For as ter- in terms of like Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Seattle's got a slew of primetime games. It's insane. Yeah. And listen, this game being up in Seattle is huge. Yeah. The line for this game is Seattle minus one and a half. Both teams coming in at three and one. I have to pick the Rams to win the game because it's my team. Yeah, but and, and it's like it's gonna come. You know that game in December is gonna come. Might come down to the chip. You know the, the, this game means something now. Oh yeah, this you is know, this. These two games that they play each other, they mean a lot. They they cover a lot of ground. This will this will ultimately probably decide who wins the NFC West. This game will have a hand in that decision. It will for sure have a hand in it. And so, I mean, I got I to gotta take my guys at home. Yeah, and listen, I think it's obviously a tough road matchup for the Rams. They've had to go on tough road games already this season, going to Carolina early this year. But coming off the loss to Tampa Bay, getting punched in the mouth like they did, it's going to be tough. I'm making Jared Goff win the game. He has to win the game. Yeah, like... You can't run like he has to. He has to put on a better performance than he yeah, did on it's Sunday. Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting seven in the box every play. You can run the ball all you want. Uh, I gotta stop here. You know, it's just like I'm not even. I'm not even gonna respect the run. I'm just gonna go all out for Jared, make his life miserable, and you beat him up. And I think you can get get the dub. Yeah, and in terms of the offensive line, like I was saying, it is a lot more depleted than it was last year. And they're going to have their hands full with guys like Jadavion Clowney and Ziggy Anson and all, everybody that Seattle is yep, throwing at them. Yep, KJ, all those guys. It's going to be nice. So, yeah, I mean, I got, I got to go with my guys. Yeah. Night. Yeah, so it's it'll be a, it'll be a fun matchup night, for sure. Night game in Seattle. Make it rough. Make it, make it crazy. Sun's not going to be out. It's not going to be warm. You know, it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be loud. Uh... I think that's everything that we want. It's such an advantage for us to play at night compared to most teams. For sure. Because of stuff like that. I mean, L.A. is playing at 1 o'clock in the sunshine every week. Yeah. All right. Now, on Sunday, first matchup we got is the Cardinals traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Both teams winless. Cardinals 0-3-1. Bengals 0-4 coming off the loss. Uh, on Monday Night Football to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I got Arizona getting their first victory of the season. I think Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, they've gotten a little... They got the first month of their season under the belt. They still got Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. And yeah. Cincinnati really really has got nothing going for them. No, Cincinnati is kind of in shambles right now. Um, they've actually played way better than I thought they'd play. They're not winning. I mean, they look better than I think they would look without A.J. Green, but they're still just not winning games. And 
Um, I'm going to go with you. I think Cardinals are going to get this game just because I just think they have just a little bit more talent. Yeah, I agree. All right, next game we got the Buffalo Bills coming off the loss against the Patriots, but still 3-1. and one. They're traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Bills were flirting with the top 10 spot for me. Uh, rightfully so, I believe. I've changed my – I flipped my, flipped my stand from the Bills. Yeah, so they're taking on the Titans coming in at 2-2. Two and two. The line for this, Tennessee minus 3. I forgot to mention the line for the Cincinnati Cardinals game was Cincinnati minus 3.5. I would definitely take Arizona to cover that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but – now the Bills and the Titans, Tennessee minus three. The Titans, I think they're... Titans are weird, man. It's... They always win more games than I think they're going to win. Exactly, and that's and that's exactly why I'm going to pick them to win this game. You're going to try and, re- kind of try and flip the script? Yeah. I'm going to go know. with Bills Mafia. I like, the, I like Bills. Um, I like their, their up-front defense. Uh, Sean McDermott. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen just... He's a, he's a young quarterback, so he's like he's got his ups, he's got his downs, peaks and valleys. But the kid can play, and he plays like fearlessly. He plays all out. Um, if he gets any sort of like relief from his skill positions, which you know people like Frank Gore have been giving him weird production, I think that the Bills are the Bills are a de- decent football team. Um, they're built in a weird way. They've got they've got good defense. They've got good front seven. They've got a good offensive lineman. Um, they got their young quarterback, and they're winning games somehow. Yeah, and, you know, I think when you when you see wins on a team where you can't really explain, similar to I guess San Francisco, you kind of have to like maybe start looking at coaching because it's just like what's McDermott doing to get these Bills ready to win games? Yeah. So all right, moving on. The next game we got first London game of the year. We got the Chicago Bears. And that's and, starting up, huh? Yeah. So the so what time is that? Gonna, did they fix the timing? Yeah, I think it's kicking off at 10 o'clock like yeah, every other game. It, it says timing, but in well, years past, it was like a 6.30 start time. Yeah, no, that's what I went to check was on the ESPN app. It says what stadium and how much tickets are. So Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that's definitely not in the United States. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Nash's Chicago. People, Steve Nash's people. Steve Nash? Yeah. No, he's Canadian. Oh, is he, is he a part owner in Tottenham? No, that's just like his. That's oh, his, his soccer club. club. Oh, that he roots for. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's like his. That's his. Like, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. But all right, so the Bears and the Raiders traveling across the pond. Khalil Mack said he's had this game circled ever since the trade. And that's a good one. It, I think he's just going to come out and have a field day. It's pretty simple. Yeah. The Bears coming in as the number nine team in the TSK Show Power Rankings. The Raiders obviously. They're coming in at two and two. Probably it's, the best two and two in the league. You know, like uh, I think that that's about max amount of games I thought they'd win all year. I'd say Houston's a better two and two team. No, 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 not not a better team. That's the best two and two like record as in, okay as in they were not supposed to be two and two. Okay. They're supposed to be zero and four right now. Okay, they're right. that that team. There's something to be said about a team that's counted out. And yeah. that's what—that's the only thing they have going for them is that they're a bunch of pro football players who are constantly listening to people like us talking shit about how bad they are. And they co- and when you're a pro football team and you come out and you play hard and you play together, you beat people that are better than you. Yeah. And that's how they've gotten those two wins. 
But I, I'm with you. I mean, I think Khalil is going to dominate, and, and so the Bears are going to dominate. Yeah. I got the Bears winning this game. I don't think I would pick the Raiders winning a game all year. <laughs> Josh, kind, of, kind of like how the Browns have Josh been Jacobs couple years. Josh Jacobs is nice, though. He's, he's been solid. He's a good pickup, good young runner. Um, I think that he's going to be like, he's going to be something they can like work with. You know what I mean? I don't think that they are like still looking for a running back. I think he's a good, a good solid pickup. Yeah. All right. Next game we got is a NFC South matchup. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at two and two. Obviously got the huge win over the Rams in LA this past Sunday. They're traveling down to the Bayou to take on Teddy Bridgewater and the New Orleans Saints, who are coming in at three and one. The line for this is New Orleans minus three and a half. I got New Orleans winning this game. I think overall, even with Teddy Two Gloves as the QB, they got the better team. They have more talent. Jameis Winston, I can't trust him. I mean, look at look at what we've seen from him already this season. Yeah, I'm not a Jameis fan. Not a Jameis fan at all. Uh, I picked the Saints, but I will say I really do like the Bucs as an upset alert because I'm not a big Jameis fan. Like I said, not a big Jameis fan at all. But I do love Bruce Arians. And so, you know, I, I think that he's a Tony Dungy guy down in, down in Tampa. Um, he's getting max production out of all these Buccaneer players. Uh, they have they have some like good young defensive players. Um, Mike Evans is a stud. And he's a true number one that you kind of set your offense around. Yeah, not a big Chris Godwin fan, but he uh, was huge against the Rams. Yeah, no, it came out and balled. And so uh, whatever whatever BA is doing down there, coaching the Bucks, I think he's he's getting the maximum amount out of those guys. And Jameis's success probably has to do with just like what I was talking about with the Raiders. Is, Everyone count him out, and he's sitting here thinking, I'm a number one draft pick overall. Yeah, um, I can do this. I can do this. I've been I've been the man ever since I was a kid. I was a national champ as a freshman in college at Florida State. You know, I think that he's, like, got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, but he's an idiot, and I like <laughs> and, uh, and I like and I And I would bet my money on him messing it up for the Bucks over betting my money that they'll do something with them. Right. So, I got the Saints winning that game. Same. All right. Next matchup we got. And it's a divisional team, so I think the Bucks. you know. Yeah. Saints, Saints always come to play for division games. Yeah. You know. Well, and the Bucks, Like, it's just like it's a team they know, you know. So, that's why the Bucks are an upset alert team, but I still got New Orleans. Yeah. All right. Next matchup we got. Minnesota Vikings coming in at 2-2. Two and two, Traveling to New York. Well, New Jersey, actually, to take on the New York Giants, coming off a two-game win streak ever since Daniel Jones has been the starter. The Giants, uh, they're 2-2. Two and two. The line for this is Minnesota minus 5. I got Minnesota beating the Giants on the road. I think even with Daniel Jones giving the team a little bit more pep in their step and, mm. and bringing a sense of optimism to the team, I think Minnesota's defense is way too experienced to like way too experienced for a rookie quarterback to handle this early in the season. I think especially with Daniel Jones this being his third start, mm-hmm. that's scary to look across the other side of the line and, yeah. and see 
Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, yeah. uh, Xavier I'm, Rhodes, th- those types of guys. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's just Daniel Jones adds excitement. I don't know if he adds wins. Right. Now, he's gotten some wins, but I don't know if that's like a season 16 games. How many wins does he get just off of his excitement? He's way, he's much better than people expected. Came in with something to prove. First round draft pick. Team went all in on him. Took him over. Uh, took him over Haskins in, in DC. Uh, he, he's played good, but I think that that's an excitement. It's a neat thing, and it's not something that's sustainable. He's got to figure out his game and what he does well in the league. The Vikings are here. They're definitely they're another team that was flirting with the top five, even at or top ten, even at. Uh, two and two. Um, Dalvin Cook has kind of emerged again. He's been the best running back in the league this year. Exactly. So I think he kind of was like, had that point, had that moment early, uh, lost it. I don't know. I forget. Was it like a big injury? or His just, ACL injury, I believe. Yeah, and then now he looks like he's back to full form where you're like, this is a top 10 runner, top five runner. Um, he's a certified running back one type of fantasy guy production. Uh, I have him on and, two teams. And I think that that's why Stefan Diggs, you see his like decline in production. I just think that they've focused on the run game. And that's, you know, just naturally you're going to get cut back on targets. And Thielen is the real deal. So, um, yeah, Minnesota's been going with what's been working, and that's been the run game. Yeah, and, and I think that that's smart. The Vikings are just the Vikings, man. They're they're a good football team, but I don't think they're good enough to. to You've never thought they were good enough, Tyler. I never thought they're they just they're just not. I mean, they they have a good they have a good football team, but they're not a Super Bowl contender. I think that there's teams that are like just as good as them that are closer to being a contender than they are. Yeah. All right. The next matchup we got the New York Jets coming in winless at zero and three, coming off the bye. They're traveling to Philly to take on the number eight team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are coming in at two and two. Why don't you take a guess what the line is for this? And I'll tell you right now, this is one of three games where there's a double-digit line. Well, it's not fair because I'm looking at it. So, oh, uh, unfortunately, it. it's on here. I didn't really. Uh, are you on the ESPN half right now? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well. Yeah, so 14, right. 14 point. Yeah, uh, Philly minus 14. They're favored yeah, by two given, touchdowns. Given the Jets 14 points, I'd still take the Eagles to win. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles to win. The The Jets, I thought, might actually have a shot at, like, looking good um, with the Le'Veon Bell and, and Sam. But Sam Donald needed to take a step. Le'Veon Bell needed to be Le'Veon Bell. It just doesn't look like the rest of it's together enough for those guys to do those things. Yeah, and then um, so it just looks like a bad, bad football team right now. Yeah, especially with Sam Darnold not playing yeah. and him still not being ready. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be ready for at least till week seven. Yeah, so it's like, you know, the things I was excited about coming into the season are not happening, and if the one or two things that I liked aren't there, it's like it's really a big drop off after that. Yeah. All right, next matchup, we got AFC North Rivals, the number 10 team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, the Baltimore Ravens coming in at 2-2. Two and two. They're traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers obviously got their first win of the season on Monday night against the Bengals. Steelers 1-3. The line for this, Baltimore minus 3.5. I got the Ravens coming in and getting the victory on the road. 
I think like yeah. we like we've said, Pittsburgh they're going through an identity crisis. Big Ben being out for the year, yeah, and having to give Big Ben Mason might be done, done. Well, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, when you see your throwing elbow wrapped up like a goddamn Christmas present on I, the sidelines, I'm pretty sure he had like similar to like Tommy John's. That, that's that's what I'm saying. When you when you see a, a guy throw something and not get touched and instantly grab his elbow, that's not good. Yeah. So. Man, prayers go out to Big Ben. He's one of my all-time favorites. I hope to God that I can see him play another football game. I mean, I'll probably see him play another game, but I, I don't know if he'll be him again. It won't It won't be at the same level, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and I think I like the Steelers' young core. They're just not ready to win right now. Um, they're being put in the place to win right this second, and I don't think they're necessarily ready. Guys like Juju, James Washington, Mason Rudolph, James Conner. Yeah. Um, those guys have to be Le'Veon Dante Bell. Johnson. Those guys have to be Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Rolfe. They got to be the killer bees. So, I got the Ravens winning this game, uh, coming into Pittsburgh, winning the game with a tough, you know, tough run game. Uh, Lamar Jackson getting out there and showing what he can do again, getting the dub. Yeah. All right. Next matchup we got the number one team in the GSK Show Power Rankings, the four and New England Patriots. Going to the nation's capital to take on the 0-4 Washington Redskins. This is the second game with a double-digit line. It's New England minus 16. Washington, obviously, they have moved on from Case Keenum and are giving the reins to Dwayne Haskins. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out too well for them in their first game with that. They said all along, up until Sunday really, that they weren't going to play Haskins until he was ready. But, I mean, listen, New England's going to come in and dominate this game. It's it's really just that simple. This is probably the last game Jay Gruden ever coaches. Yeah, there so, the rumors the rumors are that he's going to get think, fired if they lose this game. I think the Redskins are bottom five team. They're bottom five situation. They have good play. They have some good players, um, even on the defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. But they're just uh, you know they've got. Uh, they just got a laundry list of issues when it yeah. comes to just not performing, injuries, um, people not you know being consistent or not playing up to what they thought they would be. People like Case Keenum and the Trent and Williams situation still the hasn't Trent been figured out. The other big one, um, guys getting injured, you know, two years in a row now. Yeah, you know, they just they're they've. I just it, I don't know if it's necessarily Jay Gruden's fault, but he's not the. He's not Someone's got to go. They need they need to change it up, and they got a young quarterback. So why not pair him up with the with a new coach and, and let them grow together? Yeah. So we both got New England winning that game. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> we should. I don't even know why we had to discuss. They that. don't even need to televise that game. Just just throw up the dub. Yeah. All right. Next matchup we got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in at two and two. They're traveling to Carolina. To take on the Panthers, who are also coming in at two and two, the line for this Carolina minus three. I got Jacksonville winning this game. I think with Carolina's situation, with Cam Newton and his injury, and him not, well, him basically saying he's not coming back until he feels he's ready. Mm -hmm. That's smart, man. It's he, it's smart on his end personally, but he's been, in terms of the team, it's he is the team. Yeah, but that's also why he needs to be smart personally. Is because yeah. he is the 
being smart for him as being smart for the franchise. Right. No need to rush him back. Christian McCaffrey, they've got a young core, you know what I mean? McCaffrey's going to be there. They need they need Cam Newton to be healthy long-term. He's a big guy. They want 10 more years out of this guy. You know, you want a big Ben career out of yeah, him. Yeah, Cam Newton. Cam Newton does not rely on, now this may seem weird to say, but he does not rely on athleticism. He relies on size and strength and power and just being a gamer. And what's crazy is, is he could be looking at an Andrew Luck type situation if he doesn't take care of his body the way he should because he relies on that size and that power and that strength and the way he plays the game of football and the way he plays the position of quarterback and how mobile he is, the amount of hits he takes. He's a physical guy. Yeah, it takes takes a toll. And he throws with his arm. He doesn't throw with his body. You know, he's the kind of guy that can have two guys draped on him and throw the ball 45 yards on a rope. So, yeah, I mean, the Panthers are going to struggle this year. Christian McCaffrey's a stud, so they're going to have an offensive game plan to work around. They're going to beat some teams they have to, just because they have a solid defense and a solid running game. But um, I, I like Jacksonville with the Minshew magic uh, coming yeah. in to beat Carolina. Same. Um, Minshew's been unreal. Real quick, yeah, I got to <laughs> shout out my dude, Minshew. Uh, I've been so lucky to see his kind of like path in life. Just because of you know being so close to Washington State University and their football program, I watched him play that all of last year. Um, unbelievable! I knew his story coming into Washington State, which was he turned down. Basically, what this kid did was he played four years of college football and he had a fifth year of eligibility, and uh, um, he was going to go to Alabama to basically be a third string quarterback to be. Uh, t- with a guarantee of being a graduate assistant coach. So he was going to go to Alabama to purely just become a coach. That was done. He had signed up for that. Signed, signed it. And because of an unfortunate um, passing of Washington yeah. State's quarterback, uh, Mike Leach gives this kid a call and says, hey, do you want to lead the country in passing? Gardner Minch, you heard all he Say needed less. Uh, went to Wazoo, led the nation in passing. Say less. Got drafted um, in the sixth round, I believe. And now he's starting in the NFL, and he is he is doing exactly what he did in Washington State. He's not he's just... Making, he's making everybody fall in love with him, and he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's not just starting in the NFL. He's the talk of the NFL. He's the talk of the NFL, and he stole Ryan Fitzpatrick's name. And now uh, I'm just I'm I'm just excited to watch Gardner every week, and I'm excited to see where his career goes. A because I got to watch kind of it unfold, and and B it's just a lot of fun to watch play quarterback. Yeah, and that Uncle Rico bit was hilarious. Yeah, no, they killed it. That was perfect. They yeah. absolutely crushed it. And what's great is like you know I can remember watching Pac-12, Washington State games, that no one gave a fuck about. And uh, he's just putting up numbers. Well, and seeing Uncle Rico shit. Yeah. So it's like this has been. Oh yeah, Uncle Rico's been a thing with him. So it's like it's just cool, man. All right, next matchup we got the Atlanta Falcons. So am I under this? So is there one afternoon game this week because of the Europe game? No. Yeah, I think so. No, there's two. Because L.A. and Seattle play on Thursday night, who are typically... Oh, Broncos-Chargers. Yeah, the Broncos and Chargers are... Why is that game mixed in with all my 10 a.m. games? Is it with you? Uh, probably because you haven't favorited as, like, an L.A. team. 
on your ESPN app, maybe. All right. Chargers. Fuck. How is that even possible? Why do I have LA teams favorite? I don't know. You tell me, but it's your phone. No, that's funny. I, I was like, I just like noticed when you said that, I was like, wait, Packers and Cowboys are only teams playing at one? Yeah, the Chargers are all the way up at the top for you. So, yeah. They're so, all the way up at the top for me, too. Yeah, so that's funny, man. Two, uh, just two afternoon <laughs> games, though, because Seattle and LA are playing on Thursday night. Yeah. And then you got Oakland in, uh, in Europe. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, so, all right, the last morning game then is Atlanta going to Houston. Atlanta coming in at 1-3. and three. Houston coming in at 2-2. Two and two. This is a big game for both these teams. Yeah. Good, li- good test. Yeah. The line for this is Houston minus 5. To me, I think Atlanta's in shambles. These, these teams got to win. Atlanta's not going to – Atlanta, it just – I just don't know if they're ever going to be able to come back from that Super Bowl loss. I mean, it just keeps looking. Last year it looked like that. This year it's looking again like they haven't given. They have a, the same team. They have such a dominant structure of like how their team's built. Julio's arguably the best receiver in the game. Devontae Freeman and Edo Smith are not anything to complain about. Matt Ryan is one of the most efficient passers, probably a top ten passer in the league. Um, and then you know. They've got a great coach and Dan Quinn. Uh, I just don't understand. I just think that it's like, yo, we got to the Super Bowl and we got up 25 on the Patriots and we still lost. Like, what is it going to take? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I got to, I got to take, I got to take Houston. I'm also taking Houston. It's just Deshaun's on fire. Yeah, Atlanta just hasn't given us a reason to pick them. Yeah, I just, I mean, I love their team. I love their style of play. And I think that they can really, they should have won the fucking Super Bowl. But because they collapsed one half of football, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to get, you know, I don't know if Matt Ryan's ever going to be able to look in the huddle and be like, come on, guys, like, we we got we to gotta win this. When it's like, yeah, we were up 25 and a half on the, on the Patriots. And the yeah. Lost. So, all right. We both got Houston winning that game. Now, moving on to the afternoon games on Sunday, we got the Broncos coming in at 0-4. They're traveling here to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers coming in at 2-2. The line for this is the Chargers minus 6.5. I think the Chargers are a lot better than their 2-2 record dictates. Yeah. Obviously, Melvin Gordon has now returned. He didn't play at all in the last game, but he was active. Which is good. Yeah. I think it's good because I think it shows that he wants to be there. Yeah. And that they're being smart about bringing him along. Well, and he said coming into week four when he did return to the Chargers, he was asked, like, what was one of the main reasons you came in? And he said being one and two. He wants to win. Yeah. He, he wants to be well, a Well, they're a good of- team. I mean, they have, like, all the pieces that you need to win right now. You never yeah. know when those, you know, when that window closes. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. It's like. Uh, but it's you know they have dominant edge rushing guys. They've got a veteran stud, tier one quarterback. They've got a true number one wide receiver. That's all the kind of shit a running back wants. Yeah. So uh, and Eckler's been a stud. Yeah. So it's just like that. That makes it even easier for Melvin Gordon. I, I just think that if Melvin Gordon gets out there on uh, on twenty touches a game. They're going to be super dangerous, and I and I like them to win this game. Yeah, and Anthony Lynn said that and losing Bradley Chubb for Denver, I think, is that's just big like time. A, that's a big time. Yeah, big torn time AC, torn ACL for Bradley Chubb, and that team is built on their front seven. Yeah, to Seattle. But going going back to Melvin Gordon real quick, Anthony Lynn, the head coach for the Chargers, he said that 
Gordon is going to have like a limited workload this week against the Broncos. Yeah. And I think it's smart to to kind of slowly integrate him back into the offense. He did miss 60-plus days well, without being with the team. You want to see if he's Eckler. in shape. Yeah, exactly. And Eckler has proven he can get the job done. No no reason to rush, and they're being smart about it because it's, it's, it's hard not to rush. You want to get that guy out there. Yeah. All right, next matchup we got another top 10 matchup. In the TSK show power rankings, we got the number six and the number five team facing yeah. up against each other. Come on, man. Fucking knock the Cowboys down. <laughs> the Packers are... They're going to Jerry's world. Yeah, they're going to Jerry's world to take on the Cowboys. Both teams coming in at three and one. Dallas, minus three and a half, is the favorite. I got the Packers coming in and knocking off the Cowboys. I It's going to be... A showdown. Packers defense, man, they've been playing really, really well, really opportunistic. So um, if the Green Bay Packers can play any sort of defense and get and get punts, they have to get three and outs. They got to get some punts. Um, they can win this game. But if if Zeke just holds on to the ball, they are going to lose. The best way to beat the Packers is to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, even with their defense being dominating. Um, if Zeke, you know, they have, they have the structure of the team to beat the Packers. So that scares me, but I like, I like Green Bay's defense being able to get the Cowboys offense off the field and, and Aaron doing his thing. Yeah. So, all right, next matchup on Sunday night football, we got the Indianapolis Colts coming in at two and two. They're going to Kansas city to Arrowhead to take on the chiefs. The Chiefs, obviously, the number two team in the TSK Show Power Rankings, four and zero. The line for this is Kansas City minus eleven. Yeah, I think Kansas City overall just the more talented team. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, they've played great this season, given everything they had to go through with their hard. Luck. The Colts are hard not to like. Exactly, year. you know, like you want the Colts to do well. I want them to like, do well, and they have been doing. People well. love Jacoby. You know, Brissett's awesome. He's such an easy guy to be a fan of. Uh, it's it was sad to see how luck went out, and they were good. They're a good football team. I mean, I think that they probably have the second best offensive line in the game to Dallas. Quentin Nelson's a beast. And, yeah. So and then their their young middle linebacker Darius Leonard, I believe is his name. Yeah. Uh, he's a stud too. He is like a he, you know. There's a couple good middle linebackers that are like gonna be coming up to be the new Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley. Um so the Colts are good. I wish I could. I wish I could pick them to win this game. There's no way in the hell they're winning. This yeah, game. it's just not gonna happen. So I, I mean, I just like the Chiefs to just keep dominating. I, I, I think the Chiefs lose a game when they come in too cocky. That's what, yeah. that's how they lose. Yeah. All right. Monday Night Football. We got the Cleveland Browns coming in at two and two. They're going up to the Bay to take on the San Francisco 49ers, who are coming off the bye. Obviously, the Niners, the third undefeated team left they're three and oh the line for this is san francisco minus three and a half i actually got the browns coming in on the road to win this game and i can't believe i'm picking the browns because it feel i feel like i've never actually picked you the feel browns. like you're picking a loser well yeah but i just don't believe in san francisco and like you we said like we both said when we were talking about why you didn't have them in the power rankings is i just don't believe in them and i think Baker and OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Miles Garrett, who could be Defensive Player of the Year, he's definitely an early candidate for that right now. 
they're going to have a great game, I think, up in San Francisco. I, I like Browns coming in to win the game, but you're right. I mean, the, the, the Browns think that they can. I like the Browns, been on the Browns. Um, I think they're a good football team, but what I don't like is I believe that they have this thing where they just, like, deserve wins. Yeah. Like, okay, we did everything they needed to do. Yeah. We drafted a quarterback finally. We got a big-name free agent. We have defensive players. Like, so we deserve to win now because we're the Browns. No, that's not how it works. Like, you actually got to learn how to win. You got to put it together. Yeah, and it's You've got to get all that camaraderie. You've got to throw passes to people. You got to get reps in. Like, there's a difference between OBJ and Baker Mayfield and someone like Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers. Like, for a reason. It's it's an extension of Phillip Rivers' mind. You know, it, it just as an example. You know, any of those guys, like Edelman and Brady is a better one. So, just because people yeah get that concept more but it's like element is extension of brain they don't have that yet it will right. come it will come over time but those are the kind of things the browns don't have yet they haven't learned how to like face adversity and get the win well kind of they did it last week was right. a great win but um they haven't like time in and time out like face adversity gotten the win gone through a tough season gotten through things together been playing with each other for years know the offense back and forth um they're just not quite there yet. They have to do a couple things before people can just... You don't just deserve wins because you have OBJ. Yeah, it's funny It's funny you say that you feel like they still... You feel like they think they still deserve to win games. And I completely agree. And it's... Baker tries to play this underdog card. But it's like... I still somehow feel this sense of entitlement with these guys. Oh, yeah. Baker wants to play that because he was a walk-on. So it's like... Alright, dude. I get it. Like, you were a walk-on. But, dude... The last four years of your life, you've been at the center of the football world. Yeah. Um, You're a Heisman Trophy winner. And a number one pick in the draft. Nah, you know. Right. So, I think that there is a mix of that. Like, he wants to have that chip on his shoulder. And he Which wants is to have great. that attitude. But he doesn't. Because he, like, because in the back of his mind, he knows, like, he's okay. Right. And I just think that they um, they have all the talent in the world, but they have to put it together. they got to learn how to play the game yeah. together. It's just like... You know, some of these NBA teams, you can't just, like, buy a team and just expect them to win. You know, they, right. there is a human element to sports. It's why we play the game. It's why we don't just have a winner and a loser for matchups. Yep. So, all right. that uh, Those are all the games this week. The two teams on bye this week, the Detroit Lions at 2-1-1, one, and, one, and then the 0-4 Miami Dolphins. I'm super happy to see the Lions get a couple wins early. Um, just because I love Matt Patricia and Matt Stafford. So I'd like to see those guys hang around a little longer. Um, but I think they need to get like six wins this year. Yeah. Or they're going to start rethinking Matt Patricia. Yeah. All right. You who's, got other, who's other Bobby? Miami Dolphins. 0-4. That's, that's a problem. Josh Rosen played amazing about their last game. I thought, yeah. I, thought the, I thought the Dolphins came out with some fucking fire in the last game. Just didn't result in a dub. Yeah. All right. You got a shout out before we get out of here? I don't. I got two. So I'll cover your base for you. There we go. Uh, one shout out to the Dodgers as they get set for the postseason. They won a franchise record 106 games this season and are looking to make their third consecutive World Series appearance. I got a lot of faith in this team and I really think this is the year they can get it done. It's been a historic year for them winning 106 games. So I think this is the year they break the streak. Uh, of winning a World Series for the first time since 1988. 
they're the Dodgers are going to take on either the Nationals or the Brewers, who are playing right now in the wild card game. The Brewers are currently up three to one in the bottom of the eighth against the Nationals. The Dodgers will play the winner of that game, most likely going to be the Brewers, on Thursday at Dodger Stadium for Game One of the NLDS. And Yelich is hurt, right? Yeah, but he, I don't, I don't know where I saw it. I could have sworn I saw something that they might figure out a way for him to play. I don't, I don't Some remember. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, my second shout out is to the one and only Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald, for moving into second on you the all. You can't say the one and only Larry Legend, my man. I know. And, okay, because there's two, but... Well, because, like, I, it's, it's like, I'm going to shout out Larry Bird. No. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitz. Yeah, Larry Fitz. Uh, he's moving into second in the all-time receptions list. Yes, sir. He passed Tony Gonzalez this past weekend. Now has a total of 1,326 receptions for his career. And only trails Jerry Rice, who has 1,549. So with that, that right, re- let, real quick oh, on Larry, yep. because Larry is one of my all-time faves. Larry, I had a poster of Larry at Pitt in my room from ESPN, the magazine. That's tight. When I was a kid. And it was from the article they made before this his draft when he when he came out about how when he was in high school, he ran like a 4.740, he punched like 195 pounds. He had like a 30-inch vertical. And then he came to the NFL combine and was running like a four or five, 40 plus inch vertical, all these just physical specimen. And, and every single year, game in, game out, is just the class act of the league when it comes to wide receiver position. Probably the most productive wide receiver I've ever seen in my life. Just because I only caught the tail end of Jerry and guys that were more talented than him, the Randys, the Terrells, you know. Maybe even like a Marvin Harrison, um, they were not. They just did. They didn't do it like he did. He is game in, game out. Tim Duncan esque. Yeah. Uh, I can't take. He's a silent assassin. I can't take anything away from that guy. He's just one franchise that's been up and down. He went to the Super Bowl with them. He's Led them last, to the Super Bowl. Been in the last place. You know, it's so uh, uh, big. I, I like that one. I'll double down on that one. Big, big shouts to Larry Fitz. Yeah. So, all right, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace.